The following is a statement from the Basketball Podcasters Association. Due to the threat of COVID-19, large swaths of the nation's population have been quarantined. As America grapples with the reality of a lockdown society, we need you, the home studio-based amateur audio producer, more than ever. Whatever you do, please continue to don your sweatpants and unruly beards. One of the largest countries in the world is about to be stuck in their homes for days, possibly weeks on end. Please make your show. Welcome to episode 134 of Wolf's Cast, the show that gargled with rubbing alcohol before talking into these microphones. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Talking through a mask right now. Actually, it's just my t-shirt to see what talking through a mask I can be tell. Like. I can tell. I can yeah, hear it. I can yeah, hear there's I can a little filter the there, you know? Yeah, you guys can't see it right now, but uh, we have a big wall between us. You know, we, yes, we are in the same room, but, right. you know, we've really decked it out to, to make sure that there's no contact, you know, no uh, no germs, you know, jumping over this wall here or anything like that. So don't worry. Don't worry, uh, faithful listeners. You know, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. I blame it all on Daryl Morning. Yeah. China finally got their revenge on the NBA. Ooh. They yeah. canceled our season. They got back. Wow. They got back at China. us. China. Yeah, you think back in the first week of the season, all the drama was, was about China. And now here we are again. We have uh, sort of China-based. <laughs> I don't know. Wuhan. You know, they kind of got to kick things off with all this. And if, yeah. if I had asked you, Neil, like, you know, a couple days ago, who's going to be the first NBA player to get Corona? Ooh. Get the Rona. Yeah, I who, guess. Who would your guess have been? Um, let's see. I guess I would have. I probably would have guessed somebody in Los Angeles or something. I would have mm. guessed in you know a very international market or That's something. That's smart. I, I, like I would not have guessed somebody from Utah. That's what, right. Know, yeah, <laughs> even if he is, uh, you know, an international player. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. I was thinking of Toronto because that's such Ooh, an international yep. city as there well. There you go. Yeah, that's and, a good one. Uh, so I was, I was going to pick a player from the Raptors, but yeah, it's a huge bummer. Uh, you know, we yeah. we're going to talk about a lot on the show, but yeah, off the top, it's a bummer that uh, we're going to talk about this week's games, and we don't know if next week we'll be talking about. Well, we know next week we won't be talking about games. Yes, there will be a hiatus. There will be stoppage in basketball and uh, lots of basketball-related media, I suppose. But we're here for you this week. That's right. Just like we mentioned off the top, you know, we know you're stuck at home. Probably listen to more podcasts than ever. You got a lot of downtime. You you know you can't go out, and obviously there's not going to be games on TV, so we can listen to us talk about games. We're here for you. Yeah. This week we have a pretty typical show, despite the weirdness of uh, the news. This is uh, we're going to do our full week recap, you know, about all the losses the Timberwolves took this week. Some things it's a comforting to have something stay the same in such a topsy turvy <laughs> right, world. That's right. It's nice. Full court press. We're going to dive deep into uh, coronavirus, uh, the league perspective, the Timberwolves perspective. And we have some tips for your new life that exists without sports. We have a sponsor that we're excited to bring you. And we have a mailbag segment where we're going to be ask, answering your questions. Then we finish it up with weekly Wolfies and our weekly game. But yeah, before we get into the full-on coronavirus, national world is ending type of stuff, let's just talk about uh, talk about some basketball. Talk about uh, how the Timberwolves played this last week. Timberwolves currently nineteen forty-five. They are down to twenty-third on offense, twenty-first on defense for a net rating of twenty-fifth. Uh, yeah, so. I can promise you though they won't lose another game this month. Yeah, I, I, I think I think uh, that's a good good prediction. It might be a little bold, a little but, bold, uh, a little bold. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the uh, Wolves kicked off this week uh, with a loss. 
against Orlando on Friday night, 118 to 132. I was in the house with my bandmate Brian. We were there at Target Center hanging out, uh, watching the game, and uh, seeing seeing our friends in Shredders play at halftime. That was Ooh. really cool. That was obviously the highlight of this whole game. We're going to lead with the halftime show yeah. because of what happened on the floor. It was uh, not very good. It's a good game if you liked offense. There you go. Yeah, lots, lots of offense. Uh, yeah, pretty evenly played first half. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was tough. You know, for the Wolves, you know, as we know, they have to score in the, like, 130s themselves in order to give themselves a chance to win any game. You know, D'Angelo Russell, he was just way off in this one he shot two of 11 Ooh, uh, from the field probably his best uh wolves game worst but, or wolves sorry game. his worst wolves his, his best worst wolves game yes definitely <laughs> his worst wolves game uh this year um yeah just a really tough defensive game we talked about it a few weeks ago when they played the maverick or assuming they played, when they played the magic of like this just isn't a good uh offensive team the magic right like they they are not known for offense so when they hang 132 on you that's a huge red flag uh yeah orlando's a very good defensive team so or at least magic fans had fun watching yeah this game, right? yeah and i think uh beasley was probably the best player for the wolves he had a season high 29 points kind of the only guy who showed up to play in this one terrence ross really killed the wolves again that guy terrence ross he's always doing that looks great whenever i watch him i talked about that on last week's pod whenever i yeah. tune into a terrence ross game he's he killing it and i'm like wow he- why, why aren't people more high on Terrence Ross? And then apparently games I don't watch, he's not as good. Yeah. Um, so this game also notable, um, you know, not very well attended for a Friday night game. I was really surprised at yeah. all the empty seats uh, in the arena on a Friday night, on a city edition night. You know, I know they're pushing the fan, you know, they're having local bands play at halftime and pushing the New Jerseys and all that stuff. So kind of alarming to see, especially on a Monday, Tuesday, you expect it, you know, bad team, whatever. But especially on a Friday, that's kind of weird. It's not like there's any other big event happening in the city that would draw away people so it was a strange one but that is contrasted by sunday's game uh which is also a loss uh this time to to the new orleans pelicans 107 120 on sunday scott you were at this game and it was sold out it was packed like third sellout of the season yeah uh you know they should have had crunch's birthday on that day i guess everyone (laughs) was really excited to see zion uh yeah we were trying to figure it out because you got tickets to this game and we're finding it was tough finding the prices were high i I sat on the upper deck you know so we were like why i still paid like the you know the ticket price was like 69 dollars which means i paid like 95 dollars per ticket after all the fees fees, yeah (sighs) fees but uh, yeah, it was very packed. Had a great time. We went with some uh, friends, Vicky and Zach. Shout out to them All if they're right. listening. I'm Listeners not sure if they the do. Show, but yeah. Meg, my wonderful wife, yes, came with me, of yes. course. And it was fun to go to a game with her. We don't go to a ton of games yeah. together. And uh, had the parlor burger, Neil. Still the best <laughs> thing. Oh. Wow, so the ticket price didn't slow you down from that parlor. Oh, That's no, good. no, That's I good. didn't. You went in. Because, you know, I go without you, and I'm like, well, we're not reviewing new foods this time. Maybe I'll just go, to, go to the old, old reliable. That's right. That's Especially right. because Meg had gone to Parlor Bar oh, yeah. a couple days prior uh-huh. and had her first Parlor Burger ever. Yeah. Came home raving about oh, it. Oh, good. So then we go to the game, and she's like, I wonder if they taste the same at, you know, as yeah. at the actual place. Yeah. She says they do. Okay. So that's, that's, that's why a, it's amazing. Big compliment, you know? Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, and so do you. That's think- probably my favorite part of the whole game. <laughs> The highlight was chomping in <laughs> yeah. to that burger, that delicious, uh, yeah, delicious parlor burger. But so, so was the hubbub all about Zion? Like, do you think like the reason why the game was sold out was primarily because of Zion? I would put a lot of it on Zion, but let's not take away from the fact that how many Lonzo Ball fans there okay, are. Okay, yeah, a lot of Ball right. fans yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, 
You're saying you saw the Lakers jerseys. I saw I saw a ton of Zion jerseys, like just a ton of Zion jerseys. Yeah. Even more Lakers Lonzo Ball jerseys in the house. <laughs> Number two. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. Two uh, Lakers point guards of the future battling D'Angelo Russell versus Lonzo Ball. Two, Amazing. Two guys of the Lakers fans talk themselves into being a franchise savior, now playing for different teams against each other. But yeah. Um, it was Zach, uh, not Zach, uh, Jake Layman's monster dunk, obviously it was a super fun moment. Oh yeah. It favors, uh, you know, Nas blocking Zion was really fun. I mean, he plays Zion pretty competitively. That's fun. And then Zion's one of those guys, when you see in person, you're just like, wow, that is a big boy. He is a very, very big boy. You know, like he makes Zion look small. I mean, not Zion. He makes, uh, Nas look small in comparison. So, uh, it was just fun to watch the, the freak of nature, like, People, you know, who I was at the game with were just like, how can he jump that high? Right. Like, how can he move like that? so thick. Like, that's the the special part about him is he can be that size and and still jump like four feet in the air, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in this game, you know, really was it was like like you mentioned, all those dunks, especially early on. It was all fast break, all transition. You know, we get ball diamond up, you know, Zion from half court, you know, driving multiple like alley-oop assists from half beyond mid court. That was pretty impressive. Zion's first uh, four baskets, I believe, were dunks, all all dunks in the first quarter. Um, and yeah, in the, in the first half, uh, New Orleans had forty two paint points. I texted you at halftime it was on a perfect twenty one of twenty one shooting. Is <laughs> what you said. They got to the paint, they scored well, twenty one times. It didn't in a row. feel like that, but I guess every time they didn't score, it was like a foul or something, yeah. so it didn't count. Because yeah. there was obviously times they went down. Or a and block shot yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. A yeah. block shot does not count as I'm a shot. Sure, you have to straight up miss Interesting. it. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, I guess because it counts as a turnover. So. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But also just a, like a sneaky great Drew Holiday game. Oh, like wow. Drew, Drew's so good. I'm such a huge Drew Holiday fan yeah. on both sides of the ball. But yeah. it's just like, you know, it was one of those games where he was just doing great all game, but you don't really notice it. You know, the attention's all on Zion, yeah. you know, and Brandon Ingram and look at Lonzo shooting threes. And yeah. then you look up at the scoreboard and you're like, what? Drew's got like 35 <laughs> right now? And what? It was crazy. It just, yeah. you know, a wonderful game from a guy that we both admire. Yeah, Pelicans uh, had, had a pretty comfortable lead in the second half. You know, Wolves uh, had, you know, it was up and down first half, but at least they kind of kept things close. Uh, whereas, you know, things kind of really turned in the second half and felt pretty comfortable for the Pelicans throughout. Oh, yeah. It was also a very, I mean, you expect the poor performances. It was a Timberwolves matinee game. I warned yeah. all of my oh, sure. people Day I game. went with. Yeah. yeah. And I was joking that it would be great if we finished over 40% from the field. Shooting, Because yeah. I just looked up the stats before we started recording. We've played four afternoon games, got entrounced in all four, <laughs> have not shot 40% from the field in any of those games. And so I was like, oh, man, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Then the last possession, we were chucking the ball, missed like three shots, took us down to 39%. So didn't so make close. that. But it wasn't only the Wolves who were having a bad afternoon game because the referees were also very oh, poor in this game. Oh, yeah. There's a number of uh, missed calls and bad situations in and this one. It's a it's a cascading effect. One, you know, mm-hmm. this late in the season, the team that's lottery bound never gets the calls, you know. And also we're fielding rookies, we're fielding yeah. rookies who you know <laughs> just foul calls. instead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they just don't they, get calls. They don't either. get calls yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Wolves have fouled. I haven't looked up the numbers, but it feels like they fouled a lot more since the trade deadline. Mm. This new roster. Yeah, it does seem like they've that. been fouling a lot in most games. And so, even accounting for all that stuff, it was particularly bad performance. But I'm okay with the better team always getting the calls. But if we ever become the better team, Neil, we better get those same advantages. come back around. We better get those back yeah. because I'll be angry if we're finally better than teams yeah. and we're not getting the benefit of the doubt calls that the Pelicans were getting. 
Totally. Well, I'm glad you had the parlor burger. Glad you had a good time, despite the despite it was the loss. A good time. Yeah, always a good time. Just at the hang game. with some friends and uh, show them a new Target Center. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. All right, then one more game this week. Wolves lost in Houston, one eleven, one seventeen on Tuesday. Final game of the season. Final game. What <laughs> could be the last game we watch of basketball until October? Looked pretty empty in Houston too. I was wondering if the Rona fears were factoring in. I think it must have been. In. Yeah, I definitely noticed that too. Like lower level, like sideline seats. Yeah, like what? it's a Tuesday game, so maybe that also played into it. But it was just like, wow, it looks very empty in Houston for this game. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine it was a virus thing, but yeah, uh, yeah you don't know. Rockets came into this game on a four-game losing streak, but uh, they remedied that pretty quickly. We're great for getting teams back on track. We're I'll just what the doctor. Ordered. We're just here for you to break your losing streak. Uh, Wolves, uh, you know, they started a six game road trip here. This is the beginning of their longest road trip since 2012. Well, it would have been. Uh, it would have been. And I think it'll, it'll be their longest in, in franchise history if yeah. we keep counting these days, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, I also had to note that these teams look a lot alike, you know, especially now that we have Russell. He is like a hardened clone in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. With that lefty game, that dribble at the top of the key, wait for something to happen game, you know, trying to trying to you know hit hit the three. He, you know, the only difference, really, the main difference is he doesn't get to the hoop like Harden does. Harden will right. Harden will just shimmy you to the hoop and get in front of you, and he doesn't get to the line like Harden does either. Right. You that's know? it. That, those That's two it. play into each other, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but I don't know. Both these teams, obviously, and obviously with the Rosas connection, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But I was with kind the of three talking. point, these are like two of the top three point attempting teams in the league. So. I was kind of talking during the Pelicans game and saying that, you know, in some ways, D'Lo's like Harden because they're both like not the most athletic dudes. I do think <laughs> Harden point, is more yeah. athletic than D'Lo. He he's more sneaky. He's, he's sneaky athletic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just think both of them are not guys who are like, you know, powering through the competition to dunk on fools or stuff. That's, yeah. that's not either of their games. So yeah. Harden is kind of. A template for what a really successful uh, guy who doesn't have you know NBA peak athleticism could do with their right. career, you know, different kind of skills. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was listening to Dane Moore's NBA podcast. Uh, he had Britt Robson on. We love Britt, and we like Dane too. Oh, don't get yeah. us wrong. We just don't know him. Uh, but they were talking about dwarf ball, which is what they were calling <laughs> this Houston experiment. Where, oh yeah, you know, Robert Covington's maybe the tallest guy who plays for them. And they were saying that the Wolves look like they're doing that, yeah. too. And so James they, Johnson at they, center. <laughs> they, they really got into it. So I'd, I'd listen to that podcast if you want to hear them cool. really break down the merits notes, yeah. of us being like Houston 2.0. Like, yeah. we're clearly modeling ourselves after Houston in a lot of ways. So they go into the ups and downs of that more than we will on this week's podcast. But check that out. Uh, obviously, you know, we'll never be able to go as small as Houston because Cat's our main guy, you know. But yeah. other than that, it could be very similar. You know, I think Wolves uh, hung around this game due to the Rockets just missing easy shots. You know, they missed a lot of layups and they turned it over a lot. Um, and you know, the Wolves did did a good job holding, uh, you know, holding, you know, staying in this game and you know, holding Houston's offense down a little bit. But then there was a big run at the end of the third quarter, and uh, most notably, uh, Austin Rivers hit a three as the third quarter buzzer mm. sounded, going up three points, and that kind of just kind of marked the beginning of the end. It felt like because the fourth quarter was kind of a wrap. Wolves did make things interesting at the very, very end. You know, got a little bit closer, and, but it really felt like it was a ten point game throughout the entire fourth quarter. It was kind yeah. of a wrap. So. 
So, uh, yeah, obviously the Rockets really needing a win, you know, when you're that team. And the Rockets, they, they fall all the way down to, the, you know, the sixth spot in the playoff standings, the playoffs that will no longer happen. Um, but you, you predicted they'd win the title this I, season. I you know. know. They're my title prediction. And, you know, once if we do get the season started again, I, I do think they're better than the sixth best team. Yes. In the playoffs, they're going to be a lot better than the sixth best team. But, you know, they needed to get this win. When Minnesota comes to town, you better beat them when you're on a four-game losing streak. So they really needed to, to cash this one in, and, and it really felt like that, too, at the end. Like, I would, oh, yeah, one of these teams really need this game. I would love to see a first-round matchup of Houston and OKC. Ooh. Chris Paul versus Russell That's Westbrook. Right, and trade all, partners. You also get, like, the size of Steven Adams just dunking and rebounding all over the Rockets all series. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Paul can tell his new team all of his old team secrets. Right, exactly. You gave us your draft picks, and we're beating you in the first round. All right, that's all the games that happened there. Will will that be the last game of the season? I don't know. We'll see. Here's the tip. Let's talk about it. So the season is suspended, Scott. From from uh, from last yesterday. Let's see. uh, As we record this, it's Thursday. So yeah, on Wednesday night, the season. Suspended by the NBA. No more games until we say so. Um, and let's talk about it from different perspectives here. First of all, we want to get to it from the overall league-wide national perspective, kind of talk about just what this means in general, and then we'll break it down further and get into Wolf stuff. But, yeah, so we, we have a suspended season, Scott. The coronavirus is here. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt Wolves fans as much, but we'll get into that. But on a personal level... I think you and I are both on the record as being extremely disappointed we didn't get fanless games, games oh, yeah. happening in empty arenas. Yeah, let's start there because before this thing really blew up, the question was, do you postpone the games or do you simply play them without fans? And we were both very excited about the idea of watching games that have no fans. <laughs> because we've always wanted more than anything to be have live mics we could listen to on the courts, like just a feed where you get the audio feed of the mics on the yeah, courts. Yeah, an alternative feed with no no uh, announcing, no broadcasting, right? Um, you know, and it's just court mics. You know, you get the players talking, you get the refs, you get the coaches calling plays. Oh, when you get snippets oh. of that watching a broadcast, it's always enlightening, yeah, just because yeah, yeah. it's really funny, also really informative. You know, and we, I was just so excited to hear the players cuss at each other and stuff like that <laughs> and scream out coverages. And this I was just the like, reason why this will never legally officially happen is because like these guys say some stuff that they don't want the fans to hear. Yeah. You know, so we won't get this. So this was our one chance, really, where it was this freaky, like, you know, you know, this 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 terrible virus thing was the reason why we were going to get this couple, you know, potentially a couple of games to get to see this kind of game. But we were we were so close. We were twenty four hours away. But then the league was like, you know what? Let's it's just really, postpone. All this. I think Rudy Gobert's fault because if, it is. It if, really is. If no players had the coronavirus, yeah, they then would, they would do that. They would at least try it until someone got it. But you once would think. once Rudy had it, you were like, well, we can't have players playing against sick players and getting more players sick. So. Once a player got it, then it was too late for any of that. So you yeah. can blame Rudy Gobert for ruining our dream. Uh, but yeah, sure. last night was a wild, wild night on Twitter beyond uh, just, you know, Trump had a weird speech uh, as normal and the NBA being uh, shut down and all these other sports being shut down. It was just like one of the weirdest nights on Twitter. And uh, we just learned more about um, all the NBA developments. Uh, did you mention that Silver has announced tonight uh, inside the NBA? Apparently he went no, on. Yeah. Was it inside the NBA? Yeah. Did they still yeah, have they had a show to, like, no games? They did a special show. Well, uh, if the commissioner's coming on, you go with you it. You do it, yeah. He announced it'll be at least 30 days. Yeah. Because we were talking last night, and you were under the impression, and I thought you were right, that it'd be at, at least 14 days, because yes. that's the quarantine time. Uh-huh. And then after everyone's been quarantined for two weeks, then if everyone's healthy, let's get it started again. That's what we thought. 
but now it's confirmed it'll be at least 30, which seems like it pretty much will end the Timberwolves season. Um, but we don't know that quite yet. But it just seems like it's very much less likely that we'll see it if it's going to be out for another 30 days. Yeah, also another thing coming down from the NBA um, as we record this uh, here on Thursday, the NBA, uh, this is from Shams, the NBA has uh, informed all 30 teams on policies effective immediately uh, and through March 16th, including all players must remain in market. Uh, Players remain home as long as possible. No group workouts or practices. Team physicians, trainers uh, will speak to players once per day. So those are kind of like guidelines for every team is just generally here's what you need to do. Basically, you can work out. You can go to the gym and practice with a follow-up tweet from Sham. It basically said like one player, one hoop, one coach. Like so, they're going to separate these guys in the gyms. You're yeah. only going to have contact with one coach. You can work on your game. You can stay in shape, but there's not going to be full practices and scrimmages right. and that kind of stuff happening just for safety's sake. And again, that is just through the next few weeks until they get through this quarantine period, and then maybe after that, even before the game started, maybe you'll see them open up practices a little bit more, and they can get you know some more work done at least in a group setting. Uh, but for now, it's basically going to be one-on-one workouts. The NBA, the NBA at large, all of their players bored at home with nothing to do. We're going to get some great social media content. I, I predict we're yeah. going to get like at least one player will get in trouble for going too far on social media. Yeah. Some beefs will pop up, but there's going to be there's going to be players being like, it's time to register for a TikTok account now. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's time to have some fun on social media. Yeah, wow, yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna. See Did some you stuff. see? This is my favorite thing. Mm. Oh. I want to look. Okay, this was. Did you see how Devin Booker found out about this? Oh, he was on a video. He was on Twitch. Yeah, he was streaming, and first he found out about Rudy Gobert during that, uh-huh. and then later on in the game, he's streaming live when he finds out the NBA is suspended. suspended. And this was a comment on Reddit that I saw. It said, "I love how Booker is freaking out, rightfully so, about a potentially life changing event that's happening to him." his teammate is telling him to pay attention and hop on the vehicle so they can get the W. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And his teammates are like, get on the Jeep. We are playing PUBG right no now. No time. Yeah. Like, you, we got to get this win right oh, now. I'm sorry that. Born later. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry that your livelihood has now been upended in this, like, historic event from the NBA history. Yeah. But come on, man. You're the sniper on the team. We need you. Do you think his teammates know who he is? Yes, I think they so. Because there's a video. You can see his face, right? Yeah. Like, he has, like, a, he's like, yeah, I'm on the game. Right, yeah. exactly, yeah. And at least like, he, wasn't, he wasn't incognito. Right. I've watched some t- Towns Twitch streams and everyone always knows who Towns is as well. So I think that it was pretty clear. But guys are just like, come on, man. Teammates. <laughs> right. Just like, no, I don't, I don't care what you're going through. We got like, a game to win. It stinks. But yeah, you can't be idle in the game. Come on. We need you. <laughs> I thought that was like a peak modern NBA moment. Yes, <laughs> you find really. a player streaming live when he finds out the information. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, so yeah, so really, you know, what the rest of this is about is really the unknown of all this. And, and really that is, you know, even zooming out beyond the sports part of all this, just that is sort of the scary thing about this whole virus and how it's affecting the world really is that it's also unprecedented, right? That's, yeah. that's the main thing of like, it's, there's really no extreme that is too far because it seems like. we've never seen any of this stuff even to this point yeah new ground for us Uh, yeah so i think like and that also leads into how we talk about it in the nba as far as we it's we think 30 days and you know we're hoping that they're able to come back and play a few regular season games and then get in the playoffs as normal but everything is on the table i think here for what could possibly happen i uh you know i work at 
NPR, Minnesota Public Radio, support the station, become a member today. Uh, we all were sent home last night and wow. they said work from home unless you're essential operating staff to get the radio, you know, put out every day. Yeah. Uh, everyone's working from home and for the time being is what they said. And a lot of people are under the impression it might be a month or more before we go back. And, but it's just the not knowing what you're saying. Yeah. Like we just don't know if it's going to be two weeks, a month, two months. It's, it's really hard to just, that's the weird part is sitting with that kind of uncertainty about what's happening here. Yeah. And that's just the most notable thing here is, you know, we're, we're getting together to do this show and try and talk about what, what is to come, but we have such limited, you know, actual knowledge and, 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 you know, sort of tangible things to talk about here because it's all just, a, we're, we're going to, going to be in a holding pattern here for, for a while, it seems like. So I mean, we're going to speculate, we're going to say what we think might happen or where we think this might be going, but just to sort of say that it's also unprecedented that it's just kind of crazy to talk about. I think while we're still on the league-wide perspective, I think league-wide it would be good for the overall health of the league to come back and get some regular season games in just before the playoffs because you yeah. don't want like LeBron coming up and coming into the playoffs cold. Cold, yeah. Really sloppy first round basketball. Nobody wants that. We're yeah. really looking forward to the playoffs this year. You know. Yeah, you need the you know in the first round you get the one eight and you get some some you know bad matchups that way. But it also is kind of where the, the whole whole playoffs get kicked off and where the excitement for everything kind of comes in. And we've seen years where the first round is good and years where the first round's bad. And it's always way more fun, obviously, when all the rounds are good. But it just sort of sets things up in a more interesting way. So yeah, especially coming off this long break, it'd be it'd be great if they were able to really launch in these playoffs and have them be successful and i think also from our perspective you know we don't we're not as affected by this as we'll get into in a segment but just from the league-wide perspective i feel bad for milwaukee bucks fans they were Mm. watching their team do something historic and now they'll never know if they can get to 70 wins or not you know it looked like they probably wanted to have they're not a perennial always there always in the mix type of team if they end up having like the biggest point differential in nba history or something like that it'll always have the asterisk of being Mm -hmm. well not a full season Mm -hmm. and lakers fans i saw i have some friends who are diehard lakers fans and they were talking about how like this season meant a lot for them because you know having to go through kobe's death and having like having eight years without making the postseason and now i mean their their record is right next they've only lost like 13 games all year yeah yeah like it's insane how well they've been playing and and just for them to have that taken away from them it's it's more emotional for them because this season meant a lot to them it was their way of coping with kobe's death was to cheer for this lakers season it was really special for them and it's just kind of heartbreaking to have that taken away whereas we are like hey no big deal. Maybe we should go into season's over. Season's over. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's. Uh, do you have anything else to say about kind of the league-wide perspective of what we're looking at? No, I mean, I guess I want to talk about when you know we can talk about when you know this might come back, but I don't know. It's all very right. It's, it's all pretty up in the air. So yeah, let's keep moving here and talk about the wolves. He's hitting up. From our perspective, works out pretty well for the wolves because right now, as we're sitting, we have the third yeah. worst record in the yeah, league. Yeah, and the Nets are have the sixteenth. Uh, best record in the league, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so that means that it's ideal because that's the lowest the Nets could be, where we still get their pick. So it's great for our first round pick, and, and then us having the third worst record. I mean, maybe if we played out the rest of the season, that would still be the case. We we have been playing bad, but there's always a chance we could rise to like fourth or fifth. So yeah. for our drafting perspective, the Wolves are in a great position. If the NBA ended today. We would have, you know, we'd be in the third slot for the uh, first round, and we'd also be, you know, having a pick around 16 for the Nets, which is awesome. 
or around 14 because it'd still be a lottery pick so yeah yeah totally so yeah it's interesting you know from the yeah it's funny to talk about yes yeah, so what some of the best you know teams in the league and their fan bases must be thinking and then yeah now the, the like don't the get me wrong i was us. excited to watch the rest of the season but it was yeah. it's mostly losing basketball games, you yeah. know yeah, especially without Towns. It's, and we've always it's seen tough. the last 10 games of every season when, you, when you're when you out of it, it can get really, really ugly. You could stop having people, you know, play. You could sit your all your stars, oh, yeah. and then we're watching games where it's D-leaguers and getting blown out. A lot of those games teams. do not matter. It is very di- it is, it is not very different uh, from, from suspending the season. I guess in a weird way, if the NBA does have to do something where it's more than 30 days, maybe it's 40 days, but they do want like a couple regular season games happening – it could give us a chance to have Cat come back healthy. Yep. And then we could see, because the one thing I wanted from the rest of the season is, a lot of people were saying, sit Cat, you know, tank. But we talked about on a previous podcast how beneficial it would be to see Cat play with D'Lo, see Cat play with Beasley, see how they work together. So you can go into this NBA offseason with kind of some idea of what it looks like when they're all on the court together. So in a weird way, this might benefit that because it might delay long enough for Cat's wrist to get healthy. Yeah, no, that is definitely the main, that is really the main takeaway here for the Wolves, the main part of this for the Wolves. Like, not a lot really changes. They don't have playoffs on the line. Like, these last games are just games for them. But the the one thing that they do have that's, like, a little bit different is this injury to Towns. Because if you believe what the team's saying, uh, he wants to come back, and it is maybe not a situation where he has to, has to have uh, surgery. Right. Right? So it seems like, you know, a little more time off. Could be a good thing if uh, you're looking to see Towns, you know, play here at the end of the year. And uh, it's always good if you can avoid surgery. Yes, yes, indeed. So, so yeah, I think yeah, especially hey, this is gonna be thirty. They were gonna he was gonna be reevaluated in a week, like a week from today, essentially, as we record this again, sort of a mid a mid March, uh, you know, renewal on that. So you know, now we're talking it's gonna be four weeks until they play basketball again. So he is going to be way beyond that time and if they're we're going to find out how real they are about that or how real this injury is i guess or you know it, it, it sort of feels like it needs to be a surgery anyway and they're just kind of waiting to see how the season ends but we're about to find out how yeah. all that is we'd have to turn to lucas to get some you know <laughs> right. get some real info we'll find on out that. eventually on the yeah the fracture break uh, situation but uh, but yeah, if if this if this uh, you know suspension of the season goes on long enough, the Wolves could get Towns back, and if there's more games to be played, if they do play a few games, like you said, before they go into the playoffs, then yeah, we might get some some Towns and Russell time, and wouldn't that be something? That would be cool. Um, but I don't know. Well, how do you feel about that? Would you like to see that, or are we thinking that we'd like to hey just just uh, keep them on the shelf? <laughs> in, in order of priority, my favorite thing I would most like to see like. Three or four more regular season games at the end of April. Maybe the playoffs get pushed a little back, and then we get to see some Towns and D'Lo action. Yeah. But barring that, I'd rather see us not play a game again than have us play more games without Cat. Yeah. If the option is come back and we're we're going to just roll out the same lineup we saw last week for one more additional week, then I would just prefer things end right now because, like I said, we're in a good place for the draft positioning and stuff like that. I don't need to see this this squad play. Yeah, if more Towns games. if Towns really isn't going to come back, I think it's best you know for him to yeah. I think it's best for for you know the, the season doesn't we don't there's not a lot more information that can be gained you know really at right. this point. So yeah, we'll see about that. Um, other things as far as the Timberwolves go, um, I think we have to talk about you know the other people who are affected by this locally besides. 
you know, fans of the team and sort of, you know, the players and stuff. And especially financially, you know, the, the Target Center hourly employees, I think, have to be talked about. And, you know, that's been something that has thankfully been, you know, well covered, I think, in the last 24 hours of since the league suspended play and stuff. You know, the, the Mark Cuban, you know, jumping out right away and sort of saying that he wants to help out, make sure that all the American Airlines employees are covered because these people – a lot of times, you know, they're, they're hourly wages. They're not salary. They're not getting paid whether they're there or not. They get paid if there's games happening. And if there's not games happening, well, they're not getting paid. And I don't want to be cynical. You know, I'm, I'm happy Mark Cuban is doing the right thing. Mm. But honestly, I'm more, like, upset by other owners who aren't doing that. Shouts to Kevin Love, who's putting up $100,000 of his own money to help cover that. But uh, Dan Gilbert's richest yeah, uh, you know, I was about to swear here. Like, Neil, if you made $5,000 a day since yeah. Columbus came to America, you would not be a billionaire. Wow. That's 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 nuts. And so I'm saying all these team owners are billionaires multiple yeah. times over. And for them not to come forward and take care of these these staff is just cruelty. It is it is a level of disdain and just be like I don't care about you. So if every NBA owner doesn't come out, every billionaire, if Glenn Taylor doesn't come out and take care of Target Center staff, it's going to be just just disgusting because these guys, a billion dollars is such an absurd amount of money. This is the bare minimum you can do is take care of these people for 30 days or whatever. It's not even going to make a dent. You wouldn't even notice the money missing from your pocket. Yeah, and, you know, and what I'm trying to say is I think that the tide is pointing towards that or yes. whatever, right? Like there's like, again, with Cuban coming out right away as one of his first things on this and what Love did today. You know, it probably it probably won't be every team, but I really do think that there is going to be a um, you know there's going to be a groundswell on this. There's going to be a consensus that at bare minimum you have to put up something or have some sort of fund for these folks because yeah, especially if it's going to be a month like. That's rough. And, you know, it's not even just these games, though, but, you know, you think about the concerts and stuff that are being canceled at yeah, these arenas. Absolutely. And, uh, March Madness is, is canceled and everything, you know, as far as the NCAA tournaments go. So it's events beyond the NBA. So it's sort of a bigger issue. But uh, the NBA uh, happens to have a lot of the most well-off folks who can really, you know, they, they, get to exactly. benefit, they get to benefit the most from this so they can give back to these people. So, and I, But what you're saying is right. These people need to step up. They're hopefully will not be very many that do not, but it those should, who do not would need to be reprimanded. For it, that. it shouldn't fall onto the millionaire players to yeah, do this. Yeah. I love you, Kevin Love. You're doing a great thing. We yeah. really respect that. It should not come down to Kevin Love doing it. He's a millionaire. There's higher they, ups. Dan Gilbert yeah. is a billionaire. And so it's just, it's just sad that more people haven't come out with that yet, but you're right. Maybe next week we'll talk about, uh, you know, how Glenn Taylor has, has made an announcement. Hopefully, you know, that's right. Glenn, if you're listening, do the right thing. And also freelance media, you know, think about people who aren't, you know, if you basically probably everyone who doesn't work for like a like a newspaper or radio station or something, or probably like just freelance or whatever. And yeah. now their gig is all is out the door. Like. That's hard. So that's not quite as bad as the hourly employees that work at the facilities. But, you know, keep shout out to some of the, you know, freelance media folks who, you know, get paid for submitting stories and for submitting posts and doing podcasts and stuff. They get paid that way. If they don't submit, they don't get paid. So all of our sponsors, please continue to sponsor the show. We need you. 
Yes. We're, we're not doing this for free. We need you to continue supporting the show. And then before we recorded, uh, the Timberwolves had a little bit of announcement to sort of, you know, how things work with tickets. And, uh, you know, so these games, uh, you know, are postponed technically right now. But any games uh, that get officially canceled or whatever, uh, you can get refund or credit to any uh, postponed games. Which uh, I don't want to speak for every season <laughs> ticket holder, but I imagine most of them would welcome at this point being like, you know what? Just give me the money back. I don't have to attend these last. You, you, know. you think those fees are coming back, Scott? I don't know. No, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> those nasty fees. Those fees never. Not going to get that never. money back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what else from the Timberwolves' perspective, Scott? Is there anything else you're thinking of, or the team should be thinking of here? I mean, from my perspective, Neil, which is honestly more important. Yeah. Obviously. I'm a little bummed. Uh, March Madness tournaments ending, not happening. Oh, and yeah. as someone who we talk about on this pod, we, when are, we, get into we are not basketball. college basketball yeah, guys. Yeah. So usually the tournament is when we start scouting guys who the Timberwolves might draft. Obviously, it's not enough game tape for us to form an opinion, but at least we could say, hey, we've watched Jarrett Culver play a game, you know, because I watched the tournament, <laughs> yeah. you know. Whereas now it's just like, uh, now I'm not going to have watched any of these guys play games because I didn't watch any college basketball games this season. So I don't know what it does to the Timberwolves from a, like a scouting perspective. I'm sure our scouts are good enough that they, they don't need the tournament yeah, games. But I just think from a fan level, not being able to watch guys that we might be able to draft with the number three pick yeah. potentially, uh, it's a huge bummer. That's a huge point too because, yeah, that's how I think most casual fans just get, know who these guys are. So I think just the discussion of these players and what they can do especially weird on this like like bad draft like right. people are kind of low in this draft so it's not going to get it's not going to come up in hype now i didn't know? know i didn't watch any co- regular season college basketball games yeah. last season but i knew who zion was the okay, entire yeah, year exactly, you know yeah. whereas there There's hasn't there hasn't been a name like that yeah. this season you know yeah so i mean it'll affect everything league-wide as far as like just generally fans not knowing about these guys but also for the wolves especially as a lottery team as a top five team you know not knowing necessarily a little bit less about these guys we'll have to, be, we'll have to dig into youtube YouTube or something like that. Well, hopefully, there's good good content on YouTube where well, we can see a lot of these all, guys. Play. All those uh, guys who edit those highlight films will have a lot of time on their yeah, hands to do will. that. So you yeah, know, like will. like we said at the top, content creators, keep making your show. We <laughs> we need this content as we're stuck at home. We need you more than ever. All right, one more thing here. He's on fire. All right, we want to give you some tips on uh, what to what to what to do without sports. Tips for living without sports. It's, All sports have been canceled, you guys. It's ba- like, Scott, Scott baseball's been canceled. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, I'm so upset. The Twins have their best team in over a decade, oh. and I was so excited to watch them. And now I have to wait a little bit longer. Just postpone, just two weeks, right? Just, now I know just how, initial two weeks. Is that, what that as of right now? Okay. Now I know how Expos felt. Expos oh. fans felt in '94. Oh. oh, they snatched you from Montreal. That's right. I mean '94. <laughs> they were leading the league at the halfway oh. point. And then the strike canceled. Uh, they were and good. We're like, man, if the Expos had won the World Series that year, there'd still be a team in Montreal right now. So, uh, you know, obviously it's not that dire for the yeah. Twins, but it's it's appropriate you bring up baseball because it feels like uh, the week after the All Star Game is the worst week in sports all year yeah. because there's no NBA, there's no Downtown. NHL, there's no NFL, there's no college sports going on, and now there's a week without baseball. So it's like the week where if you're watching ESPN, you're seeing like golf highlights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, everyone knows it's the work we, worst week. That's why they have the ESPYs that week and stuff is because they're like, we need content on ESPN. Um, so it's going to be like that, only now you'll be stuck at home with a ton of time to watch nothing at all. That's right. You have so much time, but nothing, no new sporting events will be happening. Um, I think uh, I think I saw for, yeah, we were recording this on Thursday, and I saw yeah, they're doing Inside on TNT, and then they're just showing two like old games. Like They're showing two like classic games because they got to fill this time on TNT and all these places. So like yeah. you will be able to watch sports, but it will not be current. It will, it will be old sports, but that's that's our first tip here. And 
for a living without sports is watch old Timberwolves games. Oh, right? yeah. Like, just, just, just run it back. I mean, if you have League Pass, they archive all the games there. Uh, I think that's probably the only way you'll be able to do it. You probably have to have League Pass for this tip, right? Like, I think I think there are some games on YouTube Okay, as well. yeah, some YouTube uh, games. So, yeah. what, what, off the top of your head, what's a game you would tell people to watch? I mean, it's hard to think of, like... Uh, There's obviously, like, Kevin Love's 30-30 game I think you could find. I have yeah. a DVD of it that the Timberwolves sent me. I'm still fond of the first Ryan Saunders game from last year in Oklahoma City. Ooh, great one. You know I mean? Wiggins balling. Yeah, so even with some of these like technically bad teams, I think there's some games in there you could watch. I also think you can watch Game Seven of the Sacramento Kings Timberwolves semi, oh, of course. Uh, you know, semi what is yeah, it? Conference semifinals yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and that that KG balled out and got us to the conference finals that year. Yeah, you can go 04. way back. You can go way back in yeah the nineties and two thousands and watch. If you're KG really bored, ball. yeah, that's yeah. that's another good one you could check out. That's um, all YouTube. But then of like more recent ones, you know, even from you know this season, obviously the Clipper game, the mm. first game after the trade deadline. I feel Very like good. is is probably one of the most exciting games of this season, if not the most exciting game. So I, I would maybe choose that one. Um, obviously, the first week of the season, uh, that first game so in, just live um, in, in Brooklyn, you know, just so many good talents performances and just just think back to when things were that that like two week period where like the team was like like five and three or something. Remember all those memes we got out of the Townsend and Bead fighting? Oh. Doesn't that feel like a five thousand years ago? Yeah, like, yeah. It does not feel like the season. Yeah, we weren't even born yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what about other media, Scott? Are there any good video games people? I should was know like, about? you know what? what? Video, I saw someone tweet like, "There's so many good video games coming out yeah. these days." Well, I was. I mean, I have a lot of video games to catch up on, so oh, that's good, what I would good, be doing. Good. But yeah, because um, I just keep playing Star Wars Battlefront instead of playing new games. It's just like let's play more Battlefront. Let's <laughs> play more Battlefront. So, anyways, uh, this will give me a chance to branch out. But I was disappointed because I was like, "This is the time people will get into the NBA 2K League." Oh, and then they announced today that they're also going on a hiatus, although they are exploring ways because if anything is able to be happening (laughs) remotely is they should be able to figure out how to run 2k league without you know making players be in the same building or whatever that's one of the biggest benefits of esports right exactly virus free you really shouldn't have esports canceling i know they're gonna have to reconfigure things because a lot of their tournaments are huge in-person events big arenas big arenas and stuff like that and so the, they can't do that, but I hope they figure out that like, hey, there's a huge content vacuum here that we could step into um, because I think it'd be great to watch those guys play NBA 2K. I thought it was entertaining last year when I had NBA games to watch. So devoid of sports, I was really excited for that not happening. But I did see uh, some guys, uh, somebody on Twitch was uh, running tonight's Bucks Celtics game. He updated the rosters in like NBA Live 96 for the Sega Genesis and he's t- streaming it on Twitch. So, you know, even so if good. you can get your, your 96, not the most modern game, not not like the modern NBA game. We're right. going back to 96 to do this one. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm hoping that uh, NBA 2K, you know, I didn't take I didn't take part of their mid season sale or the NBA all star break sale where it's like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I can wait. A f- I'm playing so much Star Wars Battlefront. I can wait a few more weeks and get that really cheap sale. And it's like 10 bucks. So <laughs> I hope that NBA, the people at NBA 2K are like, you know what? Let's discount this because yeah. I would definitely uh, buy it now to just scratch that in basketball itch in my life yeah. you know start create a player and just do some stuff like that because you know it's it's really the next best thing when you don't have nba games to watch you're looking for that virus pricing is what you're saying that's what i want please yeah, you're waiting <laughs> although you know the demand is up so that then they, oh, they could definitely get away yeah. with you well, know hey, charge you're home yeah exactly no basketball you should have taken place you yeah. should have taken advantage of our sale during the all-star break suckers yeah um you know another thing you know i think the weather's turning around go outside you know, never hurts. Neil, this is not what we need people doing. 
Go outside by yourself. Pods. Go outside with yourself and don't spend time around other people. Oh, that's right. Don't. Go, yeah. No. That's mean. Go for a walk. You yeah. Know what I mean. Just yeah. Go exactly. Get some fresh air. Yeah. Uh, go I mean. Walk. I think we're gonna still play pickup games until yeah. until the schools kick us out right and say now. we're not allowed to. So. It's still a little dangerous on our hands, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I guess just hope for the NBA to come back. That's the other thing you got to do without sports. Just hope it comes back. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled. That would be crazy if they canceled it and there's just no champion this year. That would be a bummer. I don't know. I I guess the other thing would be just like wait until August. Like It feels like they might have like games all summer long. Yeah, I'm a little worried about what that means for the WNBA. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a good thing. As a WNBA supporter and watcher, I wonder... I don't know. A lot of people say like it would actually be a good thing for the leagues to be playing at the same for the WNBA if they played in the winter. A lot of people think it would be good for you know eyeballs of being like, oh, I'm watching basketball. I'm just going to watch NBA games and WNBA games in the same night. I right. don't know about that. So maybe we'll see something like that. Well, I think you know we're not going to make this a talking point, I guess. But I think part of it is like. If you're playing games at the same time, then you know are there less same people arenas, are so. less people going to the games though? Because yeah, in the probably. summer, it's like I have no probably. NBA games to go to. Yeah. Let's go see the Lynx every time. So no, I I think the Ying and Yang is good for yeah. both. But, I, I am of that camp, but it is interesting. We're, we might get a we might get a summer where both are playing, and it might you know depend on if the Olympics are going to happen or not. Yeah, that'll factor into things. We don't know, you know? about that. It feels yet. like they probably won't at this point. Crazy. But we'll see. So much to happen. Let's so also much to Neil. Come. How about we both recommend a basketball book for people to read? Oh, you know yeah. because books are great. I have a bunch of basketball books that I haven't read yet. I want to get into that one about. The high school career of KG and Kobe and, you know, I forget who wrote that. Abrams? Jonathan yes, Abrams? Yes. I've had that on my shelf for two years. I'm going to read that. Me too. Um, the book, I almost gave this a Wolfie earlier in the season, but I didn't because it's evergreen. It could always be. Um, the, my two favorite basketball books of all time are both the Free Darko books. Free Darko presents the macro-phenomenal pro-basketball almanac. And Free Darko presents the undisputed guide to pro basketball history. Best NBA books I've ever read. Gorgeous illustrations. Really great writing. That's not just, you know, like, it's not like your normal stodgy kind of nonfiction writing. It's very, uh, there's a lot of flourishes in the writing. It's very interesting to watch. My biggest fear is that these books will go out of print and I'll somehow damage or lose mine and then I'll never have them again. So please, please take advantage of the being relatively easy to acquire right now online and check out both the free Darko books and it'll definitely make you feel better about the NBA not being around. That's a great book and very modern too. And I'm, I'm, uh, I kind of, uh, uh, I started this one, then put it down, but this is one that I want to get back to. And I think it was really interesting. It's called playing for keeps Michael Jordan in the world. He made, Mm. uh, David Halberstram, uh, wrote it. Uh, he wrote, uh, from breaks of the game, um, as well, which is another uh, big sports book that he wrote. Um, I think it's about baseball. Or no, no, I think no, it's, it's about, about Michael no, Jordan. It is, it's about basketball, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the Halberstrand, uh, um, Stam, sorry, book on Jordan playing for keeps is, uh, I guess, what I would recommend. If you have any book recommendations or video game recommendations, hit us up on Twitter at Wolfscast or just leave a comment at Canisupis. Uh, you know, we have this post. You rarely comment on it because I, I check it out and I feel dejected. When you don't, so go ahead and just leave a comment and let us know some of your favorite basketball books that we can check out, or if there's any basketball comics or something, that'd be great too. Yeah, let us know. All right, right now, let's get to our sponsor. Hi, Wolves fans. It's me, former Timberwolf Robert Covington. You know, Roco. I decided to buy ad space on my very favorite Timberwolves podcast to send you this message. First and foremost, thank you for being such amazing fans during my tenure in Minnesota. I know the Twin Cities often get overlooked, and many of my fellow NBA colleagues don't see it as the most desirable place to live or play, but I wanted to let you know that I loved my time in Mini. 
here are my three favorite things about the Twin Cities. First of all, skyways. Man, you guys are geniuses for skyways. Did you know I lived in the Twin Cities for over a year and didn't go outdoors once? Maybe you have clean, beautiful air. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Secondly, I ain't gonna front. I love the theater, and Minneapolis has one of the best in the entire country. I'm gonna miss the Guthrie. I still have season tickets. Gonna have to sell those now. I was really looking forward to Cabaret this summer, too. Lastly, I gotta shout out my favorite Minnesota food, Ludafisk. When I'm in the Midwest, you know I'm thinking fish. A lot of you maybe haven't tried this dish, but you should change that. It's rehydrated cod. Sounds delicious, right? Just try it. You'll dig it. That's a Roco promise. Once again, thank you for the wonderful memories in Minnesota. And thanks for trading me to a contender. See you in the playoffs, maybe. Oh, P.S. My pet python had babies just before the trade deadline. Snakes for sale. DM me. Thank you to Robert Covington for his support of Wolf's Cats. All right, right now, let's dig into the mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck, 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck, 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Good thing we're not afraid of the bird flu anymore because those carrier pigeons would be ruining this quarantine. Oh, yeah. We're not worried about them at all. Nope. I don't think they can get coronavirus. I hope not. They're exempt. That'd be bad. Yeah, it seems like, it seems like uh, I saw an announcement dogs can't get I coronavirus. I read that too. Yeah, so. we're good. Josie's good. Phew. Podcast dog is, is just fine. I will say that about the coronavirus. It doesn't hurt dogs and it doesn't hurt children. So thank God. I mean, that's Whatever. the silver lining of the yeah. Rona. All right, we got a, a packed full mailbag here, mostly coronavirus uh, postponement sort of uh, questions. Uh, but our first one is not like that, so we'll do that one first. Uh, this one comes to us uh, from Bitchin' Zombie on Twitter. With Malik Beasley playing well as he is, how much will he demand on the market, and should the Wolves do everything to keep him on the team? Thank you very much, Bitchin' Zombie, for that question. Uh, I think, yeah, the Wolves should do everything they can to keep him on the team. I mean, he's... He's he's been he's been really good. Malik Beasley, he should just shoot it every time he touches it. You know he's been hitting shots. He's been aggressive. He's been not awful on defense. He's been improving his uh, his uh, yeah, he's he's been kind of bad on defense. But I I like that he at least is given effort. You know what I mean? Like unlike Ooh, Russell, I don't know. This past, unlike, this unlike past Russell, week, I can see some effort there. Maybe not the appropriate effort, but this past know. week's been tough for that. Actually, yeah. this is something. Uh, I'm not here to defend Malik B's defense, sorry. Yeah, I'll just echo some of the things that Britt was saying on that podcast I told you to listen to, Dave Moore, an NBA podcast, which is just like he thinks Malik might be worse at keeping the dribble and his his you know opponent in front of him than even D'Lo is. Whoa, uh, what about that? They were talking about his weight. He's uh, 6'4 and like 190. I mean, he's he shouldn't be guarding twos. It's a problem. Right. That's the main problem with with Russell and, and Beasley as your backcourt of the future is like, they both should be guarding ones, and neither of them are even good at that. Yeah, I think there is this story out there that Beasley's a good defender. He's not. He's bad. No. And, like, because people will talk to me and be like, oh, yeah, he's kind of like the prototypical three and D. And I was like, well, three, I don't know about the D. Yeah, no they, D. He's been, he's been discouragingly bad on defense to the point where you wonder 
if paying him, D'Lo, and Towns as your three highest paid players will ever be a recipe for success. So I am really excited about Malik Beasley. His shooting is amazing. I like his attitude, and I've been really high on him as well since he came here. But the idea that we should do anything possible to keep him, like what if a team offers him four years, $100 million? We're not doing that. Right. You know? There is a top that they need to have on this. They traded for him with the idea of re-signing him. Possibly even, I mean, I think it was a smart trade because it's going to be a uh, uh, depressed market this summer, yep. you know, especially for guards. And, you know, I think there's not really, I don't really see a team that's going to really max him out or anything like that. So the idea is you can get this guy for relatively cheap, hopefully. You and know? even if you can't, you could do a sign and trade thing. If another team, you right. know, offers him more than you want to do, you value. don't just have to lose him. You can sign and trade and get some value back out of that. So, so it's not necessarily the end of the world if speak, we don't keep him. Speaking of numbers, Malik turned down a three-year, $30 million deal extension from the Nuggets before the season started. Thought he could get more in the open market here this summer. I think four um, years, 60 is about as high as I would want to go. Yeah, 15 per, I think, is about the stop number for me. Uh, if you if he ends up getting something like four years, 80, and then you look at like Bogdanovich, who's a restricted free agent for the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get him for that same amount of money. Wouldn't you rather have Bogdanovich? I would. He's a better defender. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what we think about him. But, yeah, it'll all come down to sort of how things break this summer as far as who's available, who gets hurt, who gets traded, who gets drafted. Like, all those things come first, and, and they all matter. I, th- I think that, you know, we have the advantage. You know, like, Yes, that's why you trade for him. I wouldn't, bird rights. You I wouldn't the, be too worried about it yeah, if I were Wolves yeah. fans. All right, uh, the GB Beefcake uh, writes in and asks, if the team decides to never resume play due to coronavirus, uh, terrible play slash relocating the team, which fan-owned professional sports team will you root for? Wait a minute here. The GB Beefcake talking about a fan-owned professional sports team. He is a, he is an owner. He is a, This is not fair because he didn't disclose that he is an owner. Oh, yeah. A partial yeah, owner. It's like of a legal or something. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the FCC is going to come after him. If you, learn, if you listen to Kings of the North, you'll know GB Beefcake is the alias of Matt Polo. Oh, and yeah. his family does have a small stake. They are partial owners of the fan-owned Green Bay Packers, something that comes up a lot on their show, maybe like every episode. So this is a nod to that for people who don't, who didn't follow my recommendation to go check that show out, Kings of the North. Great I mean, podcast. Yeah, if there's no more Timberwolves basketball and we can only follow fan-owned professional teams, then what yeah, else I is mean, there? I don't know of any other really fan-owned teams. Yeah, do you think the Timberwolves could ever be fan-owned? Uh, it'd be better than the current ownership, hey, right? Hey. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just say, you know, what is the core of this question is like, if you can't cheer for the Wolves, Neil, who, which professional sports team would you cheer for? I instead? would get What's most next into Minnesota United, I think. Ooh. Yeah, watch soccer. I think it's a, very hot right now. Yeah, it's really fun. I love all the enthusiasm and singing and the fan base is awesome. And they have a beautiful stadium and it's relatively easy to get to the games. And uh, yeah, so I think... I think that's the way it would go. What about you? I mean, you already got the Twins. I got the Twins. You got and the Twins. So, You're you know, really dialed in there. The Timberwolves so. are number one in my heart, but I, Twins are, you know, uh, 1B, second. you yeah. know, so I would just uh, really just make uh, take all this extra obsession that I have laying around and yeah. just pour it into uh, the Twins more. Next question comes to us from Florian, and then a whole bunch of numbers. Sorry, Florian. Six, five, two, three, four, one, three, five. There we go. Scott got it for you. Are the players going to work on their weaknesses while the league is paused? Like, will Nas work on his handles? Will Beasley and D'Lo work on their defense? Well, good question. Shouts to your wife. Yeah. Le- Becky Lane. Yeah. Lucky Bane on Twitter. That's She's right. been on fire. 
she said, uh, I'm looking forward to us all gaining the quarantine 15. <laughs> and so, yeah, if, if uh, Beasley would gain some weight during this, you know, right, yeah. because like I said, 64190, Neil, that's crazy to me. As, He's going to get in the weight room, right? Muscle weighs more than fat. Get right. That, pump but, that iron. Uh, also, not, maybe don't do as much of the aerobics. So you're not burning <laughs> off as much, you know, because it looks right. like he's not keeping weight on his frame. He's in so too good a shape. He just needs to put his feet up and eat good for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, that will help his defense just coming back with some bulk. Yeah. Well, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, the NBA is kind of trying to restrict how much these guys can work. You can work on individual, though, as much as you want, it sounds like. So, yeah, you can work on your handle. You can work on your skills. You know, I'm imagining these guys will want to. I mean, again, for the Timberwolves, it's kind of weird because they're out of it and who knows how much you know the see you know the how much of the season they're going to get to play after they all come back so might not be too much to worry about but you better believe all these teams that are still in the playoffs and stuff they've got these guys on the regiments to stay in shape and oh, yeah. keep their skills sharp and shoot next amount of shots per day so you imagine all that stuff's happening it's but, tough to work on yeah, defense in an empty you gym need, though you need you need other players yeah you need yeah you need a dummy team to play against or you need to play against other nba guys or whatever it is you you need that whole group thing so, so i agree with you yeah. skills can improve some of the other stuff can't all right, next up we have at Defensive Smurf, D-E-F Smurf. Is Def, Def Smurf. Smurf is, I'm Where's guessing it's Defensive like, Smurf. So Def. Oh, yeah, it could be like that. Or yeah. I can't hear because I'm a Smurf. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Def Smurf. Uh, should we finish this season with an at NBA 2K sim? Yeah, how does that work, Scott? You just hit simulate, in t- like you said before, with the Bucks. I'm of two minds about this because yeah. you could just simulate it. You know, the computers play the, the games. entire season? Uh, the rest of the season, it sounds like. Okay, so yeah. remaining games. But not just for one team. You're saying you can just sim out, like, hey, all these teams. Sure. Like 30 yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah you, okay. could, you could set it up and sim it. Okay. Uh, uh, on one hand, I think, like, you're leaving a lot to chance there. But on right, the other right. hand, I feel like, one... I feel like the team is often a little better in 2K than they are in real life because you get the stats of like Carl Anthony Towns and stuff. And even if he was out, you know, some of these players are a little overrated in the game. So I feel like we might do better than we would in real life. In real life, uh, we're less than the sum of our parts. Right. You right. know, in a video game, you are just blankly the sum of your stats. parts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think that we would actually probably do better if we simmed it. So I don't think we should finish our season that way because I want that traffic. There you go. So, yeah, it would be an anti-taking move to sim it in NBA 2K. We'd probably end up winning more games than we should if that happened. All right, wrap things up from question from... Uh, Although, if he's asking, should he play them and stream them on Twitch, I would watch. Yes, you know, yes, we would Def Smurf, that. you know, set up your <laughs> Twitch channel, and it'd be funny. It'd actually be really fun if, like, Carl would play the games on Twitch or something like that. He definitely should. Like you're saying, these guys got to get something going. Right. Right. They're trapped. They're trapped in their homes. That would uh, be a great way to grow your following on Twitch, Carl. So if you're listening. All right. Last question here comes to us from uh, frequent asker Lex Drewy. Our Aussie friend. Aussie, yeah, from uh, from Down Under. Um, asking questions here. Any silver linings to the suspension other than uh, flattening the curve? Uh, which is kind of about you know getting this getting this virus under control here. We don't want the curve to spike and have too many people go into the That's hospital right. at once. That's why we're quarantined. That's right. So silver linings like more recovery time for cats and, and more potential time for uh, Cat and D'Lo to play together. Lessen length of the doldrums, right? So uh, less off season. Or uh, and then he's also asking if we can send him toilet paper. So yes. you see that there's been some <laughs> some like f- big fights over. Yeah, and I saw Be there careful. was a, an Australian newspaper that was printing blank pages for their readers <laughs> to use, use as toilet paper if they needed it. Yeah, I mean we kind of spoke about silver linings of you know Towns potentially coming back to be able to play um, with that. You know, so we kind of already spoke about that, but I didn't think about the fact that the NBA season being suspended. And being played all summer, like we said, just means like less downtime of no basketball, right? Like no NBA. Yeah. 
I, I guess that's a, you know, a silver lining. I, I was trying to think if there was an Olympic silver lining, but it's not like any Timberwolves players were going to play in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't mean, think so. I don't think Nigeria's making it. Yeah, Hernan Gomez, that, maybe? Oh, or? Yeah, I guess Hernan Gomez would probably play yeah, in the he's Olympics. he's like the one. Um, but yeah, as far as, it's hard too, because you think about, like, there's rumors now of like, hey, if this thing goes on for a while, you could have like the finals in August or something like that. And that does sound like novel and different, but it's also like, but then the, you just turn around in October yeah, and play again. That'd like, be, the terrib- players that'd be terrible that, for right? players. Yeah. Like, that's why for the fans, it's cool. That's I guess. why I can't see it happening. I could see yeah. like the playoffs starting like two weeks late. And they have everything. to have a drop dead date, right? Right. They don't do it. Right. I agree. So. Um, or maybe they just cut out the first round of the playoffs and yeah. have the higher seeds go into the second round if it gets to that. But uh, in other silver linings, I guess if you're, like we said, a Wolf season ticket holder, you're getting money back for some games of losing basketball that you would have had to pay for. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty nice, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, you get a little cash back in your pocket from the, right. from this terrible season that didn't go the way you thought it was going to. Thanks, Rona. That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Rona. All right. Uh, that's it for Mailbag. Appreciate y'all who uh, tweeted at us and stuff like that. We'll uh, probably do this one more time before uh, this weird season is over. All right. Let's uh, get to the Wolfies. Presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Weekly Wolfies, let's give them away. We got uh, we got some awards here, Scott. Why don't, why don't you start us off today, Scott, with your uh, your award, uh, your Weekly Wolfie. Who, who gets it? Who gets I, it? I almost sent this to you to sound drop it, but I, I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> it was during the Houston game. They were discussing Clutch, <laughs> the, the bear, the, uh, who frequently drops his pants. He's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, he he he's funny. But they were talking about whether he was around when Jim Pete was still in the league. He was not. <laughs> nope. And uh, so Jim, you know, was saying that an advantage, I guess, of you know the no fans in the arenas would be there would be no need for mascots. <laughs> which I've also seen Robin Lopez tweet Cold about. Take yeah. Robin Lopez was like, "This is my way to finally beat the mascots." Is you know. By having no fans, no, games, no yeah. mascots. Yeah. And Rebecca Brunson on the mic said, mascots bring a lot of joy, Jim. <laughs> and I agree with Rebecca's pro-mascot attitude. I'm, yeah. I'm very pro-mascot. I love them. I remember when I was a kid and I was more interested in watching where Crunch was and what's going on on the court. So I remember just like as a kid that being like a lifeline for me getting bored at games that I was probably too young to appreciate. And also, right. just like mascots are silly, they're fun. I'm here for all the antics. I don't understand like mascot hate. Maybe Jim has just called too many games, or it just becomes, you know, he goes to every single game every year. Yeah. And so maybe he's just sick of mascots. It just seems like a tired part of it for him. But for fans who don't go to all the games, like I love mascots. Yeah, that's right. And I think for Jim too, I think it's like his son is is probably like 25 years old or something. Yeah. Like, it's been a while since he had like a like a kid like at a game. It's right. Like, yeah. Like you're saying it's. Really fun for them to have that extra little thing. So, so yeah, uh, mascots are important. My Wolfie is going to Rebecca Brunson and mascots at large. For, sticking up for mascots. I love it. <laughs> All right. I'm also sticking uh, for uh, to uh, former Lynx, I guess, here. Uh, you know, Lynx, former Lynx players, hopefully. I'm uh, glad you're doing this one because I would have had to do it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, I got to give Wolfie to uh, Maya Moore, of course, whoop, whoop. Uh, this week. All she does is win, as you tweeted. That's All right. she does is win. She's just getting wins. So, uh, Maya stepped away. 
uh, is uh, from uh, from the game of basketball uh, last year, uh, in part to assist her family friend Jonathan Irons. He's a family friend, and uh, he was sentenced to fifty years in prison um, when he was sixteen years old back in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, for a burglary and um, a shooting that did not result in a death. Um, uh, and Maya and her family uh, uh, believed he was wrongly incarcerated. And there was no physical evidence in the case. And there's all these things that kind of went wrong. The entire jury was white. There was uh, fingerprints on the scene that didn't belong to him. Yeah. And the, the prosecution just like hid that fact from the defense, which yeah. is called a... Brady violation Ooh. when the prosecution doesn't turn out turn yeah. over relevant facts that could aid in, in defense to the defense. And so that's another reason why the trial was rigged. Yeah. So even though some of that happened a long time ago, you know, some that, you know, my and her family have been on for a while. And it's one of the reasons she stepped away from the game. And on Monday, a judge overturned Jonathan Irons conviction. And he, you know, barring any appeals or anything like that in about two weeks, will be a free man. Yeah. He uh, I think he's out of jail right okay. now, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. And there's still a chance they could retry him. Yeah. But even if they retry him now, they have better evidence right, right, and he'll right, right. get a better defense. Yeah. And so it's hard to see him. I, just having read about the case and all the facts and what they do and they don't have against him, I believe that if, if he was retried, that he would be found not sure. guilty. Yeah, because he had no physical evidence. And yeah, now you like have was... like fingerprints of someone else there. They used a jailhouse informant. And come on, guys, like jailhouse informants lie like 95% of the time <laughs> they found. Like they're the most yes. unreliable evidence, but yet they're used in court all the time. And so, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, this was a injustice and Maya. Stepped away from the NBA to, you know, try to set things right, which is really courageous. Who of us would set aside our careers, let alone uh, a career where we have a, at a small window? You're, you at, know? you're at the peak. You can yeah. only play, you know, in the WNBA for maybe 15 years, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. then you, your career's That's over. It. You can't make And money, so yeah. for her to give up some of that, her prime, prime years to go and make sure that justice is done is Something that's so brave, I don't think any of us would do it, you know. So just heroic actions by Maya. Yeah, and, you know, that's why uh, she she watches over us here, here in the studio. You know, we that's got a right. poster of her hanging up, oh, the, I love the it. wings, the classic uh, wings I've poster. tried to buy it, and it's so hard to get. Yeah, she's here. So, you know, we hope someday she plays for the Lynx um, again. Does, but on the other hand, she's out here doing much important work, much more important work than that, you know, and, and really using her celebrity and her influence and her resources um, to help others out and to kind of, uh, you know, do other things for herself as well. And kind of, you know, she's just very true to herself. And that's just so cool. And it's just really inspiring, you know, for someone, like you said, someone who's at the, the peak of their powers to step away from the game to do something for somebody else. So selfless and um, just incredible, incredible inspiration. And so it's just amazing when someone is as skilled and as talented and incredible at a certain thing as Maya, but then is also an amazing person. <laughs> right. You know, so, yeah, we've always we've been long, uh, long time uh, Maya Moore uh, fans and, and appreciators here on the show. And man, just this week kind of vindicates it all especially from her stepping away and taking that big step. It's, yeah. it's great to see that like this worked out for her because this is what she really wanted. And again, it's a family friend and so much really important to her. And so you know, cool. you go up against the system, the system wins oh. like 90% of the yeah. time. So yes. there was no guarantee that anything would come of this and yeah. she just was doing it because it was the right thing. So you got to admire that. Shout out to Rebecca. Shout out to Maya right uh, here yeah. on Your Wolfies are in the mail. That's right. All right, let's wrap this up with the game, Scott. What we got today? What are uh, we doing? It's a game that I'm calling Mas or Menos. Mas or Menos. Uh, uh, it's a game Mas we played means before. More. Yeah, and okay. menos means less. Oh, it's, it was something we did in Spanish class. Mas or menos. Mas, Mas or menos. menos. But it's a game we played before called Higher 
or lower. I'm going to give you a number, and you're going to tell me whether you think the real number is higher or lower than the one I've provided. Perfect. Okay, Some Price is Right stuff right yeah, exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> that was a big inspiration Boss for this, for sure. Manos. All right, so our first question, Neil. If this is the end of the season, the Wolves will finish with 19 wins. Including this season, the Wolves have now finished with fewer than 20 wins on five different occasions in franchise history. So is, there's no push. So that yeah, there's no push here. No push. Is uh, did the win is the higher or lower than five? The number of times the Wolves, including the season, have finished with fewer than twenty wins. I'm gonna go Moss more. Uh, six six times. You're right. Yeah. Thirty-one seasons. It's happened six times. Okay. Exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. So this was our sixth time. And maybe it won't be. You know, maybe yeah. we'll come back and win one game, and get over that we'll twenty see. mark. But doesn't look like it right now. All right, Neil, question. On the flip side, the Wolves have finished with more than 50 wins three different times. Is the actual answer higher or lower than how many three or how many times the Wolves have finished with more than 50 or more wins? I'll say Moss again. Some of those KG years were, you know, not playoff, you know, didn't win, didn't end with playoff victories necessarily, but I think that they were higher than 50, so I'll say Moss. It's another one we're just scraping by. It's four. Four, okay. Four times. Yeah. So uh, that means six times fewer than 20, but four times higher than 50. Or 50 and above. There was a season where we won exactly 50. Ooh, okay. Uh, all right, y'all. Including this season, the Wolves have played fewer than 82 games in a season four times. Wow. Have they played uh, fewer than 82 games in a season more or less than four times? Um, this one seems like it's less. I mean, lockout season in 2010 or whatever, it's... Yeah, I can't even think of anything else, so probably just weird lockout situations. I'll say less. Or, uh, Ma- Manos? What is it? Manos. Manos. See? <laughs> Manos. Manos C. is Verdad. Oh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would give you the years. There's been three times. Okay. Three times, including this year. All right. Where the Wolves have played fewer than 82 games. I would give you the years, but one of them is going to come back up. So, Ooh, keep it we'll in mind. later. All right. If the season is over, the Wolves will have averaged 15,066 fans per game this season. They have averaged fewer than 15,066 fans 12 times in their 31 years as a franchise. Is the number of times the Wolves have averaged fewer than 15,000 fans higher or lower than 12? I'll say Manos. That seems like a lot. I don't know. Manos. Correct. Ah, Lower. Quite high. Only eight times in their 31 years have they averaged less fans than they have this year. Okay. Although in 2010, it was just, they, they beat it by like 40 fans. <laughs> so <laughs> A handful. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, two more questions. On the flip side, Neil, the 1989-90 Timberwolves are one of the seven teams to average more than 26,000 fans per game in a single season. Wow. Is, uh, is there more or less teams to have averaged 26,000 fans per game in a single season than seven? Seven is the number. Higher or lower? How many teams have achieved that 26,000 I mean, Basically, the Wolves were able to do that because they played in the Dome. Like that, that's 26 per game is, is no arena. No arena. Even Staples, I think, is the biggest arena. That only holds like 21. So it would have had to have been other stadium teams, which is probably possible. I'll go lower. I'll go Manos. I think it's lower. I don't know where they would have been. Oh, all that's right, correct. All it's right, only right. happened three times. Was the Spurs one? Did they used to play like the no. Alamo Dome or something like that? The only other two times it happened besides the 89-90 Wolves are the 87-88 Pistons, okay. who averaged 26,012. I wonder where they played. And the 96 Bulls, who averaged 26,638. Wow. The Wolves still have the record, and both those teams went to the finals. Uh, Pistons <laughs> lost, Bulls won. Wolves were, Wolves were terrible. Team. Yeah, they were an expansion team that was terrible. Yeah. But that season it still is the record for most total, total attendance. Over with a more million. than a million fans in attendance during that Amazing. inaugural Metrodome 
Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and our final question, Neil. The Wolves' youngest player, Nas Reed, was only 10 years old when the last NBA work stoppage occurred. It was he older or younger than 10 years old the last time the NBA had a work stoppage? Uh, I guess 2010, and now it's 2020, I think. So he would have... Uh, I think he was close, but I'll say he was just like a like a year older or something like that. I'll go I'll go Moss. Yes, it was the last one. You, you had uh, you had the years incorrect. The last oh. work stoppage was 2011, 2012. Oh, my bad. Okay, uh, which I would have told you earlier, but I didn't want to. He was 12 years old in uh, October 2011 when the last lockout occurred. Nice. So you know he uh, he wasn't quite in his teens yet. The last time there was a work stoppage in the NBA. There we go. I think Mas you were Sonos. perfect. I yeah, think you were perfect, perfect in that game. That Great yeah. job. Yeah. No, some of them were uh, close calls, but it's possible to go perfect when it's a when it's a fifty fifty shot. Narona has honed your instincts. That's right. That's right. I'm. Uh, I feel. I feel good. I feel uh, sharp. I do not. I do not have the, the virus. Apparently, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, that's it for our show this week, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Uh, despite all the sad news about the NBA and the <laughs> state a of the world, it's a bummer. But the world's on fire, but you'll listen to our podcast anyway. Appreciate it. Yeah, I saw a baseball fo- a guy I follow just said, like, if you had told me a few weeks ago that baseball season was going to be, like, pushed like this, I, w- I would have predicted I, f- I would feel a lot worse. But now I kind of understand. It yes. happened, like, in the times we have, like, I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I would have been crushed out of context if I heard about this happening. But I get it. You know, it's it's time for us to, you know, do the right thing, take yeah. care of each other. Not some frivolous decisions. Not some financial. It's, in fact, it's the opposite. Don't Everyone's losing hella money. Like, it's about something way bigger. Yeah, than, don't yeah. pull a Rudy Gobert. Don't get cocky, everyone. Yeah. Don't try to do something stupid just to prove how brave or how much smarter you are than everyone who's overreacting about this. Yeah. Stay home. It'll be over in a few weeks. Yep. And what a crazy time. And if you want, what listen do, to old episodes of Wolfscast. Yeah, what about our show? We don't know what we're going to do. We're kind of playing it by ear. We'll yeah. see how much. Obviously, there's not going to be games for a few weeks. So. Yeah, we'll be back next week, and we'll figure out what that show looks like. But then we'll just go from there. If yeah. it seems like it's going to be three extra weeks of nothingness after that, maybe uh, we'll take a break as well. Uh, or maybe we'll host our off-season podcast, Wolves Fast, which is when you're fasting from Wolves games. It's the off-season podcast at Wolvescast. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. We'll see you next time. You're unboxing the Jordan 3 uh, Valor Blue UNC. Oh, my goodness. Oofta. Look at that. Wow. Shout out Michael Jordan, UNC, Dean Smith, Eric Montross. My goodness gracious sakes alive. That is a beautiful shoe. City's Edition, Minneapolis, St. Louis Park. All eyes north, eyes on the rise. United we run in these. All right, Johnny Athletic. Wow, Blaine Bengals, we did it. That is a nice package. Kevin McHale, Mississippi River. Beginning of life. <laughs>